to be able to learn your ABCs. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, L, M, P. I'm sorry, that's what the kids say. Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Now I said my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? Isn't that cool? Okay, let's pray. I'm kidding. (laughs) So we learn our ABCs as kids. We, We learn that little song, which happens to be to the tune of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. I made up songs for my kids. I won't sing them to you. To the same tune, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star goes a long ways with a lot of things. How many of you learned your ABCs in Vacation Bible School? Yeah, what's our ABCs in Vacation Bible School? Admit, believe, confess. And that is actually our response to the gospel. We talk about that in Vacation Bible School, that once we hear the gospel, we have a response. And and if we are responding in faith in Christ, then we admit that we're a sinner. We believe in him as Lord and Savior. That's trust is a good word for believe. And then we confess him as Savior and Lord to all around, right? Well, how many of you know the ABCs of FBC Cloudcroft? After today, you will know. That's what we're going to talk about. We, we've been, let, let's do just a, a little bit of review to kind of catch you up. Uh, what we've been talking about really is kind of, it's the same stuff we're going to hit in our Discovering Church membership class um, but but you get takeaways in the class, so you don't want to skip that. Some of it is the food you get to eat, and I'll give you a piece of paper or two. That was supposed to be funny. It's thank you, appreciate that. Um, but but what we've been doing is really kind of getting an idea of what it is uh, to to be in church life in First Baptist Church Cloudcroft. So we began with our vision, and our vision is who we are, right? In some cases, I've said to you, uh, it's more like who we want to be. So our vision, who we are, these notes are in, in, your, uh, in your, whatever that thing is called, that bulletin. That gets worse as I get more gray and white hairs. I love it. One of our, our young ones this morning was telling me, um, you know, you have more gray hairs than white. I've never looked that close. I was hoping that I would have more black hair than gray but that's not the case. So our vision is who we are, and, and this is who we say that we are. First, we are Christ followers. That, that is that we have at some point trusted in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. Now, I know we may have some people here who haven't made that, um, that they haven't come to that place where they've trusted Christ as Savior and Lord. Actually, I think a healthy church has people who are attending who are not yet believers. I, I think that's good for us. We kind of get this idea that only people who have already trusted in Christ come to church and, and attend worship together. But I think a healthy church has those from the community that we've invited to come and to hear the gospel, to see what it's like. You know, people get this idea that church people are weird, and then they come here and they find out it's true. <laughs> but that's okay. They find out that we're real. So first, we are Christ followers. We have, we have decided at some point we've come to faith in Christ, and we have followed him. We, we are Christ followers. Second, we are committed family. 
that, that is, we have made a commitment to one another. As First Baptist Church Clockroft, we are committed to one another. And, and I know that, that we live in a world that, that wants to keep their options open. Any of, you, any of you invite someone to a party and you put RSVP on the invitations? Apparently, no one speaks French anymore. I, I, don't, I don't know. Respondez s'il vous plaît. Uh, respond if you please is what RSVP means. And nobody does. You don't hear a peep. First of all, they don't know what it means. And second, they want to keep their options open. Hey, so, so the Johnsons are having a party this Friday night. We, we might go to that, but, but let, let's, let's don't like commit to it because something better may come up. I might get invited to go out and have coffee with somebody. Right? But we... As, as followers of Jesus Christ, as a body of Christ, this church, we are committed family. We've made a commitment to one another. And then finally, who we are, our vision, we are compassionate friends. And that really has more to do with our community. Well, what that means is that, that we're not theological snobs. Some of you are like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Here's, here's what some churches tend to be. If you don't believe like we believe, if you don't act like we act, if you don't look like we look, we don't want you here. That is not the case with us. We want people who are not yet Christ followers to come here. In fact, we want that so much that, that we want to go out in the community. We want to be compassionate friends to them. Not act like we care, but we really do care. And we see this from Jesus all the way through the Gospels and the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. He was called the friend of sinner. Uh, one of Jesus' biggest knocks that they had against him is he hangs out with those sinners. You know, like they're not, you know. We want to be known as being compassionate friends, not as a group of snobs, not theological snobs, not self-righteous snobs. We want to be known as being compassionate friends. So that's our vision. That's who we are. Second, our mission. That's what we do. Um, sometimes we just kind of forget that, that we actually have a mission. We have a purpose. Uh, we're not just here to hang out and have fun. Now, I like doing that, especially if you throw some coffee and food in there. Um, I'm, I'm all about that. That's called fellowship. And you spell that in Baptist circles. I think it's a Christian spelling. Uh, in the Greek, fellowship is spelled F-O-O-D. Food, if you feed them, they will come. But that's not all we're about. You see, we have a mission. In fact, Jesus gave us what, is, what we call the Great Commission. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. And so we, we take that passage in Matthew 28, and, and here's the way that we phrase it. Our mission is to lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Every time I say our mission is, I go back to my Star Trek thing, to go where no one has gone before. They changed that. It used to be no man, but now it's no one. Here's why we phrase it that way. When Jesus said make disciples, we kind of have this idea. We separate discipleship and evangelism. We, we lead them, we, we share the gospel with them, and they come to faith in Christ. And then we think there's like a second phase in there that they become disciples. In Scripture, that's not so. In fact, that word make a disciple in, in English is actually one word in Greek, and it means go disciple all nations. And, and so the way that we phrase it the way we do to lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ is that encompasses all of it. If someone isn't yet a believer, if someone doesn't know Jesus Christ, then we can begin to disciple them. 
before they're a believer. What did Jesus say? Teaching them to observe or to do all that I've commanded you. We can go and actually live out the Christian life to those who don't yet know Christ. Isn't that the better way to do it? I know it's harder. It's messy because we mess up, don't we? We have to confess that to them. We have to let them know we're real, that we're not perfect, that we're just Christ's followers, that, that, that our goal is to let God make us into the image of Jesus Christ, and he's not finished yet. And, and that happens when someone's not a Christian. That happens if someone's been a Christian for 37 years. Boy, 38 years for me this July. Because someone who's been a believer for 50 years, you know what I want for them? I want them to be in a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. We ought to be different today than we were yesterday. And, and Jesus is continuing to change us. God is continuing us to make, make us into the image of Jesus Christ. So that's the way we phrase our mission. Lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus, whether they don't know him yet or they've known him for 50 years. That's what we want for them. Third, how do we do that? That's what we call our strategy. Um, how do we do what we say we're supposed to do? And, and, and this is very simplistic, but that's all right. I'm a simple-minded kind of guy. I want things simple. I think we can remember things if they're simple. So we phrase it this way, invest, invite, and do life through Christ. That's our strategy. You're like, wow, that, that doesn't sound real complicated. That's okay. doesn't mean it's easy. What it means is that we invest in the lives of those around us, our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, our family. Man, that's hard sometimes. That we invest in them. It's not a pretending to care. It's that we care. And we invest time in them. And sometimes that means these late night phone calls. Or sometimes that means that, that you're going to have to give up stuff that you want to do because you need to be there with them. And then we invite them. Two things along with that. One is we invite them to come to church. We invite them to special events. We invite them to Bible studies. We invite them to worship. But we also invite them into our lives, that, that, that we become part of their lives and they become part of ours. That's where it gets a little bit messy, isn't it? It's really fun to go to Panama and go door to door and share Jesus with people and then you don't ever see them again because they're not going to call you at 2 a.m. You don't have to walk through the tough stuff of life with them. And yet what I see in Scripture is making disciples means that, that you're inviting them into your life and you're becoming part of their life. That's what being a disciple is. And then we do life through Christ with them. That's where, that's where you walk through the tough stuff with them. That's where you, you've heard of fair-weather friends. We don't want to be known for that. We want to be known for the one that's going to stick with you. So you invest in them. You invite them to come along with you in your walk with Christ, but also in, in church life, and you do life together with them. That, that's not a one-time shot. That's not a year-long commitment. That is a lifelong commitment that we're making with them. That's our strategy. It's not complicated, but it by is no means easy. And then today, I want us to get to the ABCs. That was just the introduction. Hold on tight. Here we go. The ABCs, what, what we do is, is, this is what we expect. There, there's some expectations that we have. And, and we go back to Acts chapter 2. Let me read that quickly for you. Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 42. Here's what it says. It says, and they, this is right after Pentecost, 3,000 plus people just came to faith in Christ. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, 
to the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now, when I tell you we have expectations, I don't want you to be, be like, all right, I knew there was a catch. <laughs> this, this all sounds too good. They, they love God. They, they love people. They, they want to get involved in people's lives. They want to help them as they, they learn to walk with Jesus and, and help them grow in their relationship with Jesus. I knew there had to be a catch. He's going to ask me for money. No, I'm not. Here's what the ABCs are. And it's based on what we see in Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47. We look at that and we see the things that they were doing. And we know that because of that, they were growing in their relationship with the Lord. They were growing in, in favor with the people around and people were coming to faith in Christ. And so I believe that if we, if we look at something like that, we can't do exactly what they did. Uh, so I'm not telling you to sell all your possessions we can't do exactly what they did, but we can see the principles behind that, and that's where we come up with these expectations. And the first one is this. A and ABCs is attend. It's, it, it's kind of hard to be a part of something that you're not at. You ever find that to be true? I'll give you another deep thought. Are you guys ready? Get your pens out. Wherever you go, there you are. If you don't go there, you're not there. And so attend, and, and what we're talking about here... Um, the average attendance of the committed church member in our day and age for a variety of reasons, it's not a lack of commitment, I don't believe, but the average attendance is 2.1 times a month. And you're going, no way, yes way. Think about it. You travel, you're sick. If you've got kids, they're sick. Then they get well and then you're sick again. For a variety of reasons, 2.1 times a month, where we're not going to throw in the point one, we'll cut you a little bit of slack. What we're saying is, is we want you to attend at least twice a month. And you're like, well, I'm going to be gone for four weeks next month. That's all right. You just have to make it up later on and bring that average back. I'm kidding. But attend at least twice a month. What we found in there is they were together. They were growing because they were together. You can't do life together in Christ if you're not together. The second one is this, the B is belong. And that is we want you to belong to a small group that meets regularly. We didn't put a time frame on this because um, we do have some groups that meet every week. We have Sunday school classes, two adult classes, and we have classes for the kids, for the students uh, that meet every week. So you can be in a group that meets every week. Um, we have uh, Bible studies, men's Bible study, women's Bible study. They, they meet every week. But, but we want to we kick off a, an in-home small group ministry. We, we've done it before, and, and we're going to change a, a few little things about it, so I'll tell you when we get there. But, but some of those may not meet every week. Some of them may meet every other week. The point is that we want you to meet in a small group. We want you to be in a small group that meets regularly, not every now and then, not once a quarter. That's not regular enough. Uh, that, that meets at least two or three times a week, I would hope. The C in the ABCs is commit. You're like, all right, I knew that was coming. Not to money, 
that you commit to serve, and, and we put here regularly, um, the, the way that, that I started saying it was serve perpetually, but that sounds like you either have to die or move away, you know, to, to quit something. Uh, we just want you to be, here's what I want. In our church, I, I want any given Sunday, anyone to come up to you and say, what's your job in the church? And you can tell them just like that. What's your job in the church? I'm an events coordinator. I, I just made that up. If you want to do that, we'll, we'll make a spot for you. What's your job? I, I, I help. I, I'm a Sunday school teacher. What's your job? I'm a connection group leader. What's your job? I'm a greeter. What's your job? I'm an usher. Uh, for some of the little ones, we're hushers. Hush. I, I, I want everyone to know what their job is. What, what's your job in the church? I want you to be able to answer that. Not say, well, you know, I don't know. I used to do that. And now kind of, we want you to know. So we want you to serve regularly. And then the S and the ABCs is share. And, and this one is where we all get like super scared. Oh, no. I'm going to have to go knocking on doors and ask them those two questions. This is from, I forget if this is continuing witness training or evangelism explosion. I've, I've been around for a little while. If you were to die today, do you know where you'd go? In this day and age, that could get you in a lot of trouble. Might be a gun on the other side of that door. Um, not like that. But here's what we want you to do. There's, there's two that are involved in the share part. One, that you attend a class on sharing your faith at least once a year. And we want to provide several of those. In fact, we're going to start one in February, starting February 2nd. It's just a three-time class. It'll meet three nights, three Sunday nights in, in February, and it's called Prepared. Super easy. We're not at the end of it going to send you out and, you know, beat people over the head with a Bible on the corner or anything like that. It's just helping you come up w w with a, a one or two sentence defense for your faith. Give an account for the, for, or give a reason for the hope that is within you. So one class a year that, that you do that. This one is a three-part. We're going to try to work them so that that's a one-part. We can hit that on a Sunday night three times a year. The second part of that is this, that you participate in a church-sponsored outreach at least once every other year. Now, that could be an outreach in our community. Uh, that, that could be having a booth at Mayfair, where we, we give out water and, and pray, you know, tell people if they want prayer, we'd be glad to pray for them. Uh, that, that could be uh, an outreach where we actually go and, and, uh, and help someone, maybe that someone that needs help with some wood or some, someone that needs help around their house with a particular thing, and we do like a missions kind of project for them. It, it could be something that we do in our, our state. Um, we've done for the last several years, um, Mission Vacation Bible Schools, two, two of our summer missionaries are right here in front of us, uh, that, that we've, we've done Mission Vacation Bible Schools, and that was uh, Hobbs. We've done one in um, Tatum, was that other town, right? It could be something that we do in our country. It could be a different state that we go to. It could be something that we do in a whole nother country. Uh, we've been to Panama. We've been to Nicaragua. Um, we've been to Mexico not Juarez, but um, a little further out in Creole. 
but that every other year, because we know not everybody can travel internationally. Not everybody, um, um, some of you just makes you tired thinking about a mission vacation Bible school uh, somewhere hot. But we want to provide a variety of them so that everyone, every other year can be involved in a church-sponsored outreach. The reason we want to do this is because we know that these are things that God uses in your life to help you be in a life-changing relationship with him, that, that, that we, we attend together, that we belong to a small group that meets regularly, that, that we commit to serve. And it's a commitment, isn't it? You know, I, I haven't met too many of you that said, you know what, I am bored out of my skull. Can you find something for me to do? It's a commitment. And that we we are active in in learning. I, I believe that it's not all happens in a classroom. But but the more that the more tools we have in sharing our faith, the easier it's going to be for us to do that with our friends and our family and our coworkers and our neighbors. That's what we expect. And you might be saying, "I thought Jesus was all about love," and he was. In fact, we love because he first loved us. God demonstrated his love and that while we were still sinners, Christ died on the cross for us. And in John 3, 16, everybody knows, for God so loved the world, God loved the world this much or in this way that he gave his only son and whoever believes in him wouldn't perish but would receive eternal life. Jesus is all about love, but you know what? You remember the rich young ruler that came to him? And he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, you know the commandments. And he read off just a few. And the, the young man said, I've done all those since I was young. That's pretty bold. Jesus had compassion. I think Jesus saw something there. And Jesus put his finger on that one point. He says, i tell you what. Sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. Jesus was all about love, but following Jesus as a prize. It was a commitment that we make. That's why we, we say in our vision statement, we're a committed family. We commit to one another. And so today, is, as we, we close out this portion of the service and, and prepare to, to celebrate around the Lord's table, let me ask you, are, are you ready to take that next step? I want you to be in a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and part of that is, is joining together with a group of other believers. Are, are you ready to take that next step? And if so, would you commit to coming? I know some of you may be uh, just prohibited by your calendar to coming next time and, and uh, on uh, next week to the Discovering Church membership class. If that's the case, I, I'll meet with you individually, but... Would you be willing to take that next step, to commit to one another? Commit to attending at least twice a month. Doesn't mean if you miss three times in a row, we're going to kick you out. But here's what it does mean. I'll tell you two quick stories. One is mine and one is someone else's. Someone was saying one time when they were talking about um, this need to, to be together and and, and they actually, in their church, took attendance. We're not going to do that. I don't know any good way to do that. And somehow I turned my watch on, but oh well. 
they, they took attendance. And, and everyone, everyone in that workshop was like, wow, that just feels really weird. He goes, yeah, it was kind of weird for us too. But here's what happened. We noticed that this guy had missed three times. And we called not to beat him up or not to make him feel guilty, but we just called to say, hey, we missed you. You know what we found out? The guy's dad was dying. And the guy would come back and work during the week and then leave Friday after work and go and take care of his dad. And then Sunday night would come back late and then get up Monday morning and go to work. And he said, we, we almost missed an opportunity for ministry with this guy. <laughs> he was struggling. Who wouldn't be? We almost missed an opportunity for ministry. They, they were able to jump in and, and help him. They actually, some of them went to go help him do some of the stuff that he was doing, help take care of his dad in his last days. I was at a church in Grand Prairie, and our Sunday school department director, the young adult department, lived just one street over, and and uh, just one Sunday, go to go to church, and I'm like, man, I, I don't see them there. That's kind of weird. They must be traveling. The next week, go there, not there again. Well, that's kind of weird. They They usually don't travel. They both have jobs and they have to work so it'd be odd for them to be gone two weekends toward the end of the week before sunday came along i thought man i'm gonna i'm just gonna go check on him it's been almost three weeks and i go knock on the door and he comes to the door looking like death warmed over and i said man been missing you in church he goes oh my wife and i have had the flu this is the first day we've been able to actually get out of bed i thought i missed three weeks these are like they lived on the next street, missed three weeks of ministry with them. We don't want that. <laughs> so, so we want you to attend. And, and, and if you miss three weeks in a row, we're not going to come to beat you over the head with a Bible or a big stick, even though we've got some big guys in our church. But, but we want to start paying attention to that because we, we don't want to miss an opportunity for ministry with you. We want you here with us. And if you're not able to because something's going on in your life or you're sick, we want to be able to minister to you. We want you to be in a small group because we know small groups is where life-on-life growth happens, and we want to provide as many of those opportunities as we can. We we want you to serve not, not just because we need the help, but we do need the help. But we want you to serve because we know that that's we, we are created to serve. God has created us uniquely and gifted to serve in, in very specific ways. And there are, you're a part of the body of Christ. And if you're not serving somewhere in the body of Christ, we're missing out. There, there's a thing that we're missing because you're not serving. And we know God will use that in you. And we want you to share your faith. Because we live in a world that is, that is lost without Christ. And man, it seems more apparent as each day goes by. There are people who need need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Someone told us, (laughs) and aren't we thankful? And we want to tell them. We don't want to just tell them. We want to show them. So we want to equip you to do that. We want to encourage you to do that, not only through the classes, but giving you opportunities to live that out uh, in, in life. Are you ready to take the next step? Let's pray. God, we love you, and we 